Welcome, and thanks for joining The Journey. My name is Leah, and I'm a worship pastor in Ohio and the creator and host of The Journey podcast and website. I'm on a journey to yes as I follow the Lord's leading in this season of my life, and I hope to inspire others to step out of the boat like Peter and walk on water, never looking to the left or right and getting distracted, but rather fixing your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. My hope is that you find Jesus in your journey as you hear about my journey and the journey of those in the Bible who join Jesus along the way. I pray that you allow him to meet you where you are and trust him as he takes you where he wants you to go. Enjoy the journey. Welcome to episode 33 of The Journey. Last week I had a special request from my father-in-law to focus on the book of Ruth and connecting that to Harvest. And this week I have a special request from my mother-in-law who said, you know, maybe you could do something on envy or jealousy. So that's exactly what I decided to do. I'm going to do another side road along the journey episode. And this one is called Green with Envy. And you know me when I go to start studying and, and figuring things out for, for the episode, I the, the teacher side of me wants to make sure that everyone understands the content and what I'm talking about so that we have a full understanding of exactly where I'm going with this. So the first thing for me to do all the time is just to do a little bit of a word study and to, to define the words. So I thought envy and jealousy, a lot of people I think may think that they're hand in hand, they are, um, or that they're identical and they're not. So I want to differentiate between the two of them and define each one so that we can clearly understand moving forward because the Bible does talk about both envy and jealousy a lot. So I want to, I want to do that. I want to, I want to talk about each one. So envy is an emotion which occurs when a person lacks another's superior quality, achievement, or possession, and either desires it or wishes that the other lacked it. Yikes. Okay, envy is an emotion which occurs when a person lacks someone else's something and they want it or they just wish the other person didn't have it. Okay. I didn't realize that that was a thing. Like I just assumed it was the fact that like, I want what you have. I never ever knew that it was like also, or maybe I don't want what you have. I just don't want you to have it the way that you have it. Yikes. Okay. Aristotle defined envy as pain at the sight of another's good fortune, stirred by those who have what we ought to have in our mind. So that's envy. Jealousy generally refers to the thoughts or feelings of insecurity, fear, and concern over a relative lack of possessions or safety. So jealousy can consist of one or more emotions such as things like anger, resentment, inadequacy, helplessness, or even disgust. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not sure how you're feeling (laughs) after hearing the words, just hearing the words envy and jealousy alone, but then hearing the definition of envy and jealousy and what Aristotle has to say as far as it's pain at the sight of another's good fortune. Pain, like actual pain at the sight. And um, I know that there's not a warm, fuzzy feeling created for me when I, when I think of those terms. And so I, I actually had to stop and evaluate my own heart when it comes to these kind of issues and ask the honest question about whether or not I even have the slightest bit of envy or jealousy about anyone or anything. Because immediately I'm thinking, no, I'm, I'm content. I'm content with where I am. I, I am thankful for the things that I have. And I don't know that I envy or 
am jealous of someone else, especially to the point where I definitely, like the side of envy where it says that it wishes that another person lacked it. No, that's, that's definitely not me. But I would say that, the, that if I'm being honest, and I, again, I, I say this all the time, like, let's take an honest evaluation of ourselves, right? Because what, what is the point of going through this life day in and day out if we're not here to become better versions of ourselves and ultimately to become exactly who Christ has called us to be? Isn't that, isn't that what we're here for, right? This journey of life is not just to stay the same and to, to just be like, nope, I'm perfect, everything the way it is. That is so inaccurate. So for me, every single time I put something out there, I'm, I'm doing a, a self-evaluation. And so things have started to come to my mind about areas where maybe I didn't even realize it was a thing, but there's been that little kind of in the back of my head, like, man, I wish that was me, or man, I, I wish I looked like that, or man, I wish I, my kids had that, or, or whatever the case may be. But you get, you get it. Everybody's, everybody at some point, especially goodness sakes, got all those poor middle schoolers and even high school, like it is, it's a crazy world out there for those young, young kids. And so I think as an adult, sometimes we think that we're kind of like off the hook, right? Like, whoa, no, we're not envious or jealous of anybody. But, but again, take, take a little bit of a self-evaluation, see where you are with that, because I'm going to go back to something that I said when it comes to um, fear. Now, it, it, it said jealousy refers to the thoughts or feelings of insecurity, fear, and concern, right? I just did a couple episodes on worry and fear. So if you're interested in any of those, what exactly worry and fear are, this, the source where those come from, go back and listen to those episodes. But a common source for jealousy and envy is insecurity and low self-esteem. Again, if you haven't listened to my two episodes on identity, go back and listen to those because ultimately that's exactly what I think this goes back to is our identity and, and this insecurity, who we are, how we see ourselves, how, how we see, um, you know, the, pe- the people around us. And I would say social media has done kind of a, a disservice to people when it comes to this because we get this kind of rose colored glasses view of people's lives, right? Most people aren't going to put out their garbage. They're not going to show the the real nitty gritty behind the scenes, you know, grind that their families and their lives experience. Some some people do, but not really, right? And a lot of kids these days, for parents out there that may not know, like, sorry to throw people under the bus here, but like, some a lot of kids have two or three social media accounts. One is the one that they let everybody into. It's it is the it's the perfect look of things, right? The best pictures. Then they have spam accounts or they have these fake Finsta Instagram accounts. And that's where they only allow their closest people in. And that's where they can post things that are maybe embarrassing or less than perfect in their eyes. And so even on social media, we have this this kind of thought that we have to put the very best version of ourselves out there all the time. And we know that that is not accurate. That is not real life. But I think sometimes we forget that when we get this little snapshot into someone's life, that that's only it, a snapshot, right? So we have to remember, again, go back to those identity episodes that I have. We have to remember that we need to be defined by God's word and how he sees us, not anyone or anything else, and specifically not social media, because it is only a little piece of the puzzle. But yet, I, 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 I know this for myself to be true. It's so easy to allow what someone else says or thinks to creep in and overtake the truth. 
And then you begin to mull it over in your mind. You begin to to uh, be overwhelmed with these thoughts of, you know, well, well, what if they think this? And well, they said that, so this must mean this. And and it, it gets to be a lot. And then because of that, we it leads to other things like insecurity and low self-esteem. And then when you have that, jealousy and envy begin to creep in. So like it's this kind of like snowball effect, right? One thing leads to the next. And again, fear and worry and dread and doubt, and all of these are kind of, again, underlying uh, issues, symptoms, if you will, of, I think, the fact that we have an insecurity of who we are as individuals because we forget to define ourselves by God's word and what he says about us and who he says that we are. So I want to spend today, um, a lot of times I, I like to do personal connections and things like that. And not that I don't have a personal connection to this, but I really just wanted to spend time digging into the word because the Bible has a lot to say about envy and jealousy. So I wanted to spend my time today diving into the word, just going and seeing what what it has to say and just talking about the scriptures that I, I've chosen. There are so many, so many to choose from. So I've picked the ones that stood out to me that I felt like would be beneficial to somebody today. Again, remember the Bible talks about envy and jealousy, so you're going to hear me uh, read verses that mention both words. Um, So keeping that in mind as I move forward, I am going to just read the things that popped out to me that I felt like were really just impactful for me today, and then ultimately, hopefully, you as well. So the first one I want to pull up is probably one of the most famous ones. It's from 1 Corinthians 13, and which is the love chapter, right? And so the definition of love, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. I love this so much. It is obviously one of the most used uh, scriptures for for marriages and weddings, which I think is amazing because, you know, God is love. Therefore, if we love, right, he's the ultimate representation of love. And this definition itself is how we are supposed to love other people. And so if you're in relationships with people where maybe love is not patient or kind, (laughs) maybe love is full of envy and it boasts, maybe it is arrogant and it's rude. Uh, Maybe it, it does insist on its own way, right? People are irritable and resentful. They don't rejoice when things go well, but they do rejoice in the things that happen to you that are wrong. And they speak lies. There's no truth in it. That is the complete opposite of what God wants for you and for your relationships. And so when I think about envy, I'm thinking it's not done in love, right? It's the opposite because it says love does not envy. Therefore, if envy or jealousy is in any part of who you are, what you do, or anybody that you're involved in. Maybe there are people that you know who are envious and jealous of you. And so you have a hard time connecting, right? Because it's like you can't win for for anything. Whatever you do is, is going to be a losing scenario. Why? Because they envy you. And that's because they do not love in the way in which it should be happening. And so I just wanted to throw that one out there. The next one that I have is James 3, 14 to 15. It says, but if you are bitterly jealous, and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. 
Now that is one translation. Go and read another translation. There are other uses for the words, but the word demonic is not something that I would like to associate with. Therefore, if it's, and, and here's the other thing. It says that it is bitterly jealous. Jealous is a bitter root. It is not healthy. It is not good. It is, it is like drinking poison. And so if you're bitterly jealous of someone else, or even if you're like, no, I'm not bitterly jealous. I'm just a little bit. Well, guess what? That could lead to being bitter. And you don't want to be in that position because then it goes back to the very first one that I said. This is why I started with it. It all boils down to love. And if we're loving others the way that God wants us to love them, we cannot envy. That is just the way it goes. And then I love this. In 2 Corinthians 12, 12, 20, actually, Paul is expressing concern for the Corinthians and the things that they're doing and the way that they're living. And so he said, uh, he said this, for I am afraid that when I come, I won't like what I find and you won't like my response. I'm afraid that I will find quarreling, jealousy, anger, selfishness, slander, gossip, arrogance, and disorderly behavior. So Paul is, is kind of giving a little bit of a warning to these Corinthians. And he's like, I'm, I'm afraid if I come home to you that this is what I'm going to find. And then I'm going to, I'm really afraid of how you're going to handle my response because I'm going to let you know that I, I'm not digging it. Right. And I, if you look at the other things around it, quarreling, fighting, you know, backbiting, jealousy, anger, selfishness, slander, gossip, arrogance, disorderly conduct. That's a list of things that I, I don't want my name associated with. I really, I really don't. I don't, I don't want to have any part of that. And so I want to also be like Paul and, and I want to express concern to the people around me, to my family, to my friends, to people who are listening that I may never even get to meet in this lifetime. But I'm afraid I won't like what I find. And I'm afraid you're not going to like my response. You may be listening going, this is really annoying. I don't like that you're bringing this to my attention. And sometimes, you know, there are people in my life where I can bring up something that maybe the Holy Spirit has nudged me to say like, hey, maybe we should have a conversation and um, and maybe point something out, right? So we're supposed to, as iron sharpens iron, right? So we're supposed to be able to walk alongside people. And I want people to sharpen me if, if there's something in me that you see that, that is like not lining up with God's word and you say, hey, I love you but I'm noticing this. Let's pray about it. I want to be able to do that for you as well. And so, but there are some times where it, it's, it, it falls on deaf ears or it's received in a, in a way that is not welcomed. And so then you have to deal with that. Like you took a risk in sharing your heart. You took a risk in, 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 in speaking the truth in love and it, it didn't fall well. So like Paul, sometimes you've got to say, listen, I'm afraid of what, what I'm going to find out. And I'm afraid you're not going to like my response when I actually find that out. So be like Paul in that. Um, but, but don't be afraid if the, if you feel the Holy Spirit is asking you to say or do something and speak into someone's life. Um, you know, the Bible says not to cast your pearls before swine. So don't throw it out there to people who are just going to vomit it back in your, in your face and not allow it to, you know, to take root in their heart in a good way. But, um, but yeah, let's, let's be like Paul. Let's, let's show some concern for people and, and help people become better. Let's be that iron that sharpens iron. Um, the next one I want to talk about is Romans 12 too. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. 
Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. And the reason I brought this up, I know it doesn't necessarily specifically say the word envy or jealousy, but those are things, those are behaviors and customs of this world. And God is saying, uh-uh, don't do that. Change the way you think. If you've got any kind of this stuff, and, and, I mean, even think about it. You're going, well, I'm listening to this again and this doesn't apply. Okay, so find something else. Quarreling, anger, selfishness, slander, gossip, arrogance, disorderly conduct, lying, boasting, bitterness, selfishness. We all deal with something, right? So find find the something that, that the Holy Spirit is whispering to you today like, hey, whoop, let's deal with that one. Let's go a little deeper. Let's do some hard work. Let's Let's change, right? It says, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. And when you do that, it's going to change the way you behave, that change the way you speak. It's going to change the way people are going to notice that there are changes happening within you when you decide to allow God to transform you. But you have to first acknowledge that there is a reason for a change and a transformation. And I think that's where a lot of people get tripped up. We don't humble ourselves enough to say, we are not perfect people living in a perfect world. That is not it. We are very imperfect in an imperfect world. And because of that, I have to humble myself and say, God, transform me, make me into a new person because without you, I'm nothing. And I am, it's, it's going to be a big, nasty mess if I don't allow the Holy Spirit to come alongside and to change and transform and to renew my mind and, and to make me more like him. Next one, Romans 1 their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior, and gossip. Yikes, every kind of wickedness. And then it lists these things. Envy is wicked, but it's not just that. It's literally lumped with murder, quarreling, malicious behavior, sin, greed. It's lumped in there, right? It's not a good scenario. And I kind of think it's interesting that Two times, envy is also listed with gossip. Because if you think about it, a lot of things boil down to someone else is talking about you behind your back, right? That's gossip. Or you're talking about someone else behind their back. And most of the time, most of the time, those conversations happen because you are envious or jealous of the other person. And so you'd rather smear their name instead of building them up in front of other people. You're going to tear them down. So that other people don't want to have anything to do with them. And that's not a good place to be. It's unhealthy. And the last one I want to talk about really kind of caught me off guard when I read it. Matter of fact, I actually read it a while ago and I kind of tucked it in the back of my head. So it was interesting when my mother-in-law said, hey, you know, what if you do one on envy and jealousy? And this came back to my head and back to my mind. I was like, man, I got to go. I got to go find that verse. Proverbs 14.30, this is what it says. A peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. Jealousy is like cancer in the bones. My word. A peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. Jealousy is like cancer in the bones. I could spend so much time even just talking about the first part. A peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. How many times, how many times a day are our hearts lacking peace? And yet there is a correlation between peace and health. Mental health, physical health, spiritual health, emotional health. My goodness, it's my, man, this, it, it's so, it is so eye-opening for me right now, even in this moment as I'm, as I'm talking. 
The Holy Spirit is our peace. He is our comfort. So when you are lacking peace, you are lacking that connection there. And that is leading to an unhealthy scenario, right? If you go back to my episodes again on fear and worry, it says, whatever you're worrying about will 100% rob you of your peace. So the time you spend worrying is 100% of time where you are lacking peace. And so a peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. A healthy body is the whole bit. Your emotional health, your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health, your all of it. And then it says jealousy is like cancer in the bones. And we all know that how ravaging cancer is, right? It's terrible. But we also know that as terrible as cancer is, and although, yes, it, it ultimately, you know, takes people, we also know that there are treatments and cures for cancer. Unfortunately, not everyone experiences that, but that's not what this is about for today. So I, I just want to focus on this figurative jealousy being cancer and talking about the fact that there are treatments and cures. There is chemotherapy, there's radiation, there's surgery where you can go in and take out the tumor. If you have anything like this, and I want to again say, if jealousy is not your thing, put your thing in there. If it's fighting, backbiting, deception, gossip, greed, hate, arrogance, whatever it is, whatever your thing is, maybe go back to fear, go back to worry, whatever it is, boasting, lying, being prideful, whatever it is, it's also like cancer in the bones. It's time to go in to have some surgery, remove that tumor before it spreads because you don't want to have an unhealthy body in any, in any regard, but ultimately it leads to unhealthy relationships a disconnect between you and and God, right? So so go in. Do some surgery. Not you personally, but ask the Holy Spirit, ask God to step in and say, "Listen, I need the great physician to come in and and to rearrange some things. I've got some cancer in my bones and I need it to be gone." Because I want a peaceful heart that leads to an overall healthy body, an overall healthy mind. All of it. It's so important. It is so, it's so important. I mean, this last month for me has been super, super difficult. And when I think back on it, so much of it is because I haven't had a peaceful heart. And it truthfully has wrecked me physically, and mentally, emotionally, all areas. I've been going through my day. I've been doing my thing. But boy, it has been hard. And now that I'm, I'm reading this again, and, and I've had this put together for over a week, but now that I'm I'm talking about it and I'm processing it. The Holy Spirit is just reminding me, you haven't had peace. You haven't. And it's been like cancer in your bones. You've been weary. And he's saying, come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. Rest in me. Allow me to be your peace, your peace of mind, your peace of heart, all of it. Give it all to me because ultimately I want you to be healthy. And when you are healthy, you can be healthy for others. You can pour into others the way that they need to be and that I can be more like Christ because I'm allowing myself to be filled with the Holy Spirit and to be led by the Holy Spirit because that's, that's what this is all about is so that we can make an impact for the kingdom. Isn't that why we're here anyways? So we got to do the hard work and it is hard work, but we got to do it. So as I sign off on this episode of The Journey, my prayer for you today is that 
if you find yourself struggling, and and yes, I'm going to say envy and jealousy, but I want to say with anything, if you are struggling with anything, my prayer is that you're going to give it to Jesus today. It says, cast your cares on me because I care for you. I know I just used that last week as well, but he cares so much for you, for me. Even, I just, I even feel his peace even right now as I'm speaking this because he cares so much about me to give me this kind of content, to allow me in this moment to process and go, man, I, I do have some areas that need improvement. I need, I need Jesus every single day. And, and I want to pray that just like the proverb says that you would have a heart full of peace that would lead to health in all areas. And I pray that no matter what comes your way today, tomorrow, the next day, that no matter what other people say about you, no matter what other things happen around you, that you remember that you are a child of the king. That the same power that rose Jesus from the grave is the same power that lives inside of you and that you can walk in authority and you can allow the Holy Spirit to come in and to minister and to work in your life. And that is my prayer for you today is that you would be ruled by peace today. That peace would overwhelm you, a peace that passes all understanding. That's my prayer for you today. Thanks for listening to The Journey. I'd love to connect with you and hear your story and how you are journeying with Jesus. You can go to my website, leahmenzie.wixsite.com slash the-journey and click the contact tab to connect with me through the form. Email me at leahmenzie at gmail.com or check me out on Instagram and send me a private message. Until next time, journey on. Thank you.